piggybacking off of last week's episode in which we broke down and analyzed the future of the DCU under James Gunn's watch. Today, we're going to talk about the trailer release for the Flash movie slated to come out in June. And we feel compelled to talk about it, especially coinciding with what we talked about last week. So we're going to discuss that in today's episode. And then since this episode is being released on Valentine's Day 2023, we are going to talk about relationships and relationship dynamics, but not in the way that you might be expecting. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. Live by the woke, die by the woke. That's one of the articles of merch you can buy. Hoodies, sweaters, all that good stuff, shirts. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So, love is in the air. It's it's uh, Valentine's Day. Well, as we record this, it's the day before, before Valentine's Day, but... It's uh, as it's released, it is Valentine's Day. Uh, and then as we record this, the Super Bowl was yesterday. But as people listen to it, the Super Bowl was two days ago. Um, and during the Super Bowl, apparently, the trailer for The Flash was dropped. Shit, I wow. didn't see it when it was dropped. I saw it on YouTube because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, just. It's so wild how, as I get older, more into business, more into what I'm doing, the show, and all my other endeavors, how little I care about sports. And then now that TB12 has officially retired, like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, it just means nothing to me now. Yeah. Now, he was like my last, Tom Brady was like my last connection to the sports world. (laughs) It's like, I was like, Holding on because of him, you know. TB, you got this. You got the wheel. <laughs> My man's like, no, not anymore. Yeah, like I have completely fallen off. Like I used to be such a diehard Bulls fan. If you were to tell me, I'll win a million dollars for a, like like the starting roster. I I wouldn't I wouldn't know. You were a Bulls sycophant. Like you, <laughs> you like the way the Cubs fan are the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. I remember I like, them. You, the way you used to, <laughs> used to rock with Derrick Rose. I loved him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember, he, after, I, remember after I made his... a meme during the Fabo Funny Days where I found a picture 
of him throwing up the the forks because he was a GD, right? Yeah. And like, he was throwing up the forks, you know, in his younger days. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I made a meme and I sent it to the group said, Rick's God. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go ham yeah. on those shits. Yeah. Like the, the memes we would make about each other. I was yeah. like, oh my God, we're terrible people <laughs> to each other. But it was great. Yeah. Yeah, that, that man. That was, those were the days. And even then, like, I knew football. I knew, like, people's, like, which, strategies. Which sketch sketch comedy is going to come up later in the episode in the second segment. Oh, yeah. it has to do with something <laughs> we're going to talk about. But. Hell, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, now it's, 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 it's pretty bad. The only one sport that I do keep up with, and I've always just loved it. Well, I don't keep up with it like I used to at the same time, but, like, I will if it's a good fight. Is uh, boxing. Mm-hmm. I've never been too much into MMA. Like I'll watch it. Like if you guys want to go out on a Saturday, because you know that's when the pay per views are. If they have it. Yeah, that's cool. If it's like an interesting fight, but like if you were to tell me all oh, the well, who's who, I, mean, I, I don't fucking know who the fuck these guys are. I'm gonna go for that guy. <laughs> uh, and uh, that'd be it. But and then and then the the same at the same time, boxing is not a sport you can you have to necessarily keep up with. Like no, no, not really. I mean, you're the top fighters fight like once a year, you know. So what? That's like five. And also three fights a year. Two men in a combat sport. It is significantly different than like team sports. It is. Yeah. It is significantly different. That's yeah. like. Like honestly, like that's like the like two. Men in combat, that's like the pinnacle of, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you don't, like, that. that's just like a so much r- a realer level of of sport. Like, if you even want to call it a sport, you know? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. yeah, you're right. I think, I think all in all, sports is like, like what it used to be for, for like people way back when, like, so like what gladiator shit was. Yeah. But when you think of, like mixed martial arts and boxing, like that's literally like you said, it's the pinnacle. It's like the ultimate warrior. Like you have yeah. to fight the best. Yeah. And and it's like you have no one to rely on but exactly. yourself. Exactly. Yourself and you're fighting. It's your physical ability. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a lot different. Now not to say that there aren't risks associated with other sports like like NASCAR and football, even basketball, baseball. Like there's risks associated with every sport, but you're not fighting anybody. Yeah. You know. But what's funny is during the Rome days and all that, that's what the governments used to use to placate the public. Was, yeah. Oh, let's entertain them with like blood and gore. Yeah. Like, and and like in, in a way in modern day society, what does that do? Yeah. You know, what do sport, what, what is the point of sports? It's like, all right, well, the world stops. So we got to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, it's a uh, college football. Oh, it's like, you're worried about that. You're not worried about the spy balloons, possible Chinese spy balloons. Inflation. Yeah, inflation. The proxy war uh, that's happening in Ukraine between the U.S. and Russia. Like You start talking to people about that. They're like, ah, you know what, man? Fucking Chiefs. They won. Yeah. Fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I'm mad. I, my money was on the Eagles I didn't next even, year. I didn't even know that they won until this morning i didn't yeah. like that's how much i didn't i didn't <laughs> care i was like oh shit i didn't even i had it playing because that was the only thing on tv but i was cleaning 
And so I was like, oh, well, Chiefs won. But it wasn't like I was, oh, I got wings, invited people. The, the only thing that made me feel like I missed out on the Super Bowl was when I saw the Flash trailer on YouTube. Like, I got the notification for the Flash trailer. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I missed it when it premiered, like, to the world. But yeah. that was literally the only thing that I felt like I missed. And uh, it was interesting because I wanted your thoughts on this. Sneeko, he tweeted uh, that sports is for bots. And I I retweeted <laughs> it, and I and I, I, I wanted to know what it, what's your thought on, on that sentiment. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. Um, I, like... I like sports and I think that, you know, that's cool. That's an entertaining thing. The way someone could like movies or they could like shoes, be sneakerheads. But before you can be that though, like what have you done for yourself? And so like what, what a lot of the red pill community and sneakers in the red pill community. I think what you're trying to say with that is like, where's your, where are your priorities? And so, yeah, I mean, if the shoe fits, right? Like, yeah. What percentage? What percentage of people that watch sports, you know, are marching about inequality and shit like that? Right? It's like, well, what? Like, are you doing anything specific to get yourself out of your predicaments? Are you doing anything to to be your best self? Because nobody, like, even when you try. You're not trying hard enough if you think about it, right? Like, like when we when we've gotten busy, it's like, well, we're busy and, and we're doing we're on our business shit, our podcast, but we could work out a little bit better. Like I, I thought that to myself about me, like oh, I could work out more, I could eat better. This fast food shit is not great. I could probably sleep better. I could probably organize things better. I could probably have a little bit more organization at my house. Like you can always be better. Yeah, and so. I think like that sometimes and I'm like, man, sometimes I'm hard on myself. But a lot of people like when you talk to them and they're like, oh, sports, all this, all that, they know all these stats, but like their shit is fucked up all around. It's like, well, yeah, you're kind of a bot. Yeah. Also, I feel like when you break down, uh, like you mentioned, like like liking a movie or or music or whatever have you. I think the intellectual wherewithal that it requires to adequately break down a movie or an album or even a video game to a certain extent is a lot more than what it takes to break down sports. Oh, yeah. So so it is it is different. Like if you like, I mean, you and I have talked about this multitude of times out of all the times that we've watched The Departed. The idea that like you always seem to see something new yeah. that you haven't noticed before, or like the way that you could break down the background of the characters, yeah. their psychology, the writing. Like there's like you could look at the movie on a on a surface level. You could look at just like as a casual viewer. You could look at the movie as as uh, the way a critic would look at it. You could break it down psychologically, like you could break down like the Freudian psychology of the characters. Yeah, That's you can't really movie. do that like with sports. You know no. what I'm saying? So, so I I see where where he's coming from to an extent. Yeah, because it's like that's it's animalistic. 
Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh he's fuckers are scored. It's, it's, but but there's no, did there's you no ever hear Jerry it. Seinfeld's joke about about sports? He was yes. like, like where he was like the, he's like, uh, he's he's like you're really just rooting for clothes. He's like because he's like this guy he could have been with one team last year and now he's with a new team, and they hate him. They hate him now. He's like it's the same person though. He's yeah. like so what are you rooting for the clothes because that's the only <laughs> thing that has changed the yeah. clothes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, to, well, th- this is the thing, though. When we would talk sports when we were younger, though, there was strategy to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of m- people that watch football don't understand that the center is like probably the most important. In most cases, on the offense, he is the most important yeah. position. Like people don't know that. Though. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Most people watching the Super Bowl, if you're gonna operate from a, like I'm a bot, and this is the like they don't know that. Yeah, and so there is intricacy in sports, but a lot of people they don't like you said it's uniforms to them because like we've broken down like oh why we think this team will win why we think and it's like okay their defense on point this is how the, what they rely on but you're yeah. you're talking now like a lot more elevated level yeah. that's of, coach shit yeah exactly because yeah. like like um in my opinion like uh a lot of the shit that like like for example like we know this because we're from chicago from the Bears. Oh, the defense! The defense! We knew it was like cover two. It was really basic cover two defense that just relied on skill. Like a, a, a very capable athletic athlete. Yeah. But it was not brain science. Yeah. It was just like they were they were good and they could do that. That's why we were we would be so critical of the Bears. It was like motherfuckers like, are not that good. They're very, very highly skilled. I will say that when the Bears, when we were uh, young and that, like during those years that they went to the Super Bowl, yeah, the Colts, Rex Goldsmith. yeah, like where they had uh, what the fuck Which was doing? They name? had no chance of winning. Yeah, <laughs> like Lovey Smith. Yeah, I will say that like Lovey Smith used the the Bucks strategy, which is basic cover <laughs> two defense. Well, he came from the Bucks. Yeah, right? yeah. and it's like. It, like you could get a little complex because you could like fake a cover two and like use certain zones, but it's not like it wasn't anything. Any good quarterback, any decent quarterback, was able to cut through that shit. Yeah. Anytime the Bears needed to win, they couldn't win. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, and the Steelers were kind of the same way. Not not with the defense, but like their offense was very basic. Like we're big, we're strong, we're running and right down the middle. You could stop us. Yeah. And so I. A lot of people that that's what that's what they see that's what they feel they don't see the differences and and, and it's funny you mentioned that because there have been times where like while I don't keep up with sports like the players and stuff like that anymore I still retain like the knowledge of the sport yeah so it's interesting to me when like I'll express my knowledge of the sport without knowing the players to people that are like fanatics and like they're blown away because like they're kind of just they're fanatics for like the drama of it all but they don't even like really know the sport at an intricate level no and and it, i've always found that interesting like i've talked to people that are like they watch football every weekend and they're 
you know they they uh they know all the players and they do yeah. the fantasy all every year and everything like that and they have like the NFL red zone where like they watch all the games and all of the Sunday ticket all of this stuff but then you'll be like you know well how come the old line didn't shift this way or how come like nobody picked up that block and it's like they're oblivious to that <laughs> yeah you know and it's yeah. just like but that's more so like the mindset of like a chess player it's like yes. at the end of the day these are to me these are all just like black and white pieces it's the strategy yes but then to me at that point a person is not really a fan of sports as much as they're a fan of strategy yes and yeah. you, you know what i'm saying yeah yeah because because yeah it's a perfect example look how how, how many people critique uh, or critiqued now that he's retired they don't critique him anymore um, Floyd Mayweather his fights are boring when we would watch Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather fights like damn this guy is peak yeah I would be in awe of like first off how artistic he operated in the yeah. in the ring how efficient and like yeah and the defense but you're right like people would be like oh but it's boring it's boring so like you're so you're here for theater yeah like while it, we're like while we could be here appreciating the strategy that's being utilized yeah you're here for the theater of it all yeah uh, there was a uh a chapter well you know because sun tzu's uh art of war it's like kind of like parables or whatever like just kind of like sentences and then you break it down and uh, if you <laughs> break down the chapter that's like, I think it's on defense mm-hmm. when it comes to military shit, you can link that and attach that to Floyd Mayweather's defense. And it's like, wow. <laughs> like, you can literally, like, I, I, for, I forgot what the chapter was called, but it, it's basically talking about, like, it's uh, it's on Focused on defense, like defense creates offense. Defense creates offense. This is uh, uh, when you're on defense mode, and it was like literally, I was like, "Wow, this 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 little chapter reminds me of Floyd Mayweather." And it's like that's that's strategy. That's a philosophy. You've now learned a philosophy and now perfected that craft. And then, like when it came to offense, that that's what was so crazy about Pacquiao. It's like that was the ultimate balance. That's yeah. why everyone wanted to fight, uh, wanted them to fight in their peak, was because the ultimate defense was the ultimate offense. Like Pacquiao was just such a force offensively. It was like this is, you know what he's gonna do, and he's gonna do it. Like you're gonna, and even when they fought, even though they weren't on their prime, he was able to to still do his thing. Like because yeah. he's still very strategic. What's up with Pacquiao? I haven't like like I I know he's retired, but like. I haven't heard anything of him or nothing. Basically, politics now, like in the Philippines. Yeah, my man's is having trouble with China in the <laughs> Red Sea. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I know uh, Mayweather's going to be fighting a UFC guy soon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Jose Aldo. So it was just like a top UFC guy. Uh, well, on his, you know, like at the back end of his career, but like that would be interesting. To watch just for fun, not, nothing crazy, but but yeah, Pacquiao, I haven't, I haven't heard mm. shit. But yeah, like, so so I think with sports, it, it it's cool, but it's not gonna be. Yeah, you you did make a point. It's not gonna be nowhere near complex, like breaking down a movie 
which is sound, the theme, the cinematography, the philosophy, editing, writing, yeah. all of the plot, screenplay, all yeah. That. As that's that's next level, next level shit. And so, you know, and then and then when you look at if you were to stereotype the typical football husband, ain't nothing nice. Yeah, beer belly, beard, beer. That bears. Yeah. And like, you know, face paint. And then it's like he's at, on his couch. The bears. <laughs> like that's, I'm being like real. Like that's, if, if you were to stereotype, it's not going to be good. Motherfuckers, and then motherfuckers' life is ruined if their team loses. Like their whole fucking day is fucked up. Oh, yeah. My team loses. I'll be like, all right, well, all right, cool. We got to go do the podcast. We got to go take care of this other business endeavor. Like, we don't have... Damn, that sucks. All right, well, you know, right. let's go get wings or let's go do this. Let's go do that. So there's stuff to do. So it's not like a, a big deal. So, yeah, no, I, I haven't... I haven't been the same when it came when it comes to that. Like, uh, actually sitting down and getting to really be into the sports... Uh, the sports. Now I'm starting to sound like an old man. <laughs> the, the sports. <laughs> I was on the YouTube. Yeah. But I think I think to be effective, to be effective, uh, we've learned from guys like Andrew Tate and Sneeko hung around Andrew Tate a lot, is you have to challenge. You have to have, have a challenging tweet that makes you look at things. Look at this conversation we're having based off of that tweet alone. Yeah. You know, it's like it's 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 a polarizing tweets, the tweets that make you think or that make you feel like, damn, kind of makes a point, or divide, yeah. like the Matt Walsh one. Yeah, you know, it's like you kind of know what you're doing, but that's what's so great about Twitter that yeah. you don't really get on any other social media platform is these these thoughts that people express that have the capability for to be so uh, uh, divisive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so, but, I mean, I think that that's the healthy part. That's the healthy part about it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because, it, you know, it, it's not to, like, knock anybody for the things that they enjoy, but it is, at some point, should create some degree of... of conviction to be like yeah maybe i do dedicate too much of myself to this thing that doesn't really produce anything or or yield any positivity in my life you know yeah there was a video i saw i want to ask i don't well i don't know if you if you heard about this let me see if i could find it um it was a dude from valuetainment uh-huh let me see patrick yeah. by david yeah, yep. Him. But he had a a de- he had like a debate with who? With uh ah, what's dude's name? Let me see. J well, he was going to have Jason Whitlock, uh R- Roland Martin. Roland Martin, yeah, Roland yeah. Martin. And uh you know a whole little beef yeah. starts from that, yeah. But but to me, I kind of was upset how Jason Whitlock operated. Operated, yeah, like, I agree. I, Actually, you know what? I I meant I wanted to 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 
to actually hear what Vince thought about that because I know Vince is a big uh, yeah. Jason Whitlock fan. Yeah, and, and like I like Jason Whitlock too, yeah. but I didn't. I felt like how Jason Whitlock operated wasn't consistent with what he portrays. Yes, and so so to me, it's like you know I know okay, you were you were told you were going to be in a panel, right? I think that if you're really interested about being in this panel. You're gonna, oh, cool. What's the panel about? Who am I gonna be with? Is it like you, me, who? Like, let me inquire. Let me prepare. Yeah. He didn't ask. No. So when he found out it was Rolly, he's like, ah, well, I don't know. Now I feel like you blindsided me. You guys try to set me up. Yeah, and then he got to saying like, would you do this with Ben Shapiro? Would you do this with, with yeah. Jordan Peterson? In my opinion, it's like, listen, this I does this. Put anyone in front of me. I didn't prepare. I'll say that. I don't feel prepared, Pat. And I hope that you didn't f- pull a fast one on me because I don't want to be set up where like he had a whole week to prepare. But I, I get, I get what you're saying, and that that is, I, 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 I rock with it. But if you know what the panel subject is about, that should be enough. Yeah. Even though you don't know who you're gonna go against, or yeah. if you're even going to go against somebody. Just the subject. I'll give you an example. We were just talking about strategy. And then we get then we'll get into the actual segments right? that we planned for the episode, <laughs> but this is how it goes. Yep. Um uh we were talking about strategy earlier, and I've strategized for for different uh sort of uh one on one type of situations differently in the plat in the past so for instance i remember when we had when we when we had a, a battle rap uh remember at the jungle yeah. and like i had to go against somebody and then donnell had to go against somebody i remember in helping donnell prepare which it was like i was like supposed to be his coach and he was supposed to be my coach but he didn't coach me in a very strategic way like how yeah. i coached him yes hence why he destroyed the dude because I remember yes. telling him, I'm like, listen, I look dude up and he like starts to like, like his whole, his whole spiel is like, he starts to like get religious and like, yeah. and like, it sounds very unique and interesting to the crowd because yes. like, it's not like spiritual rap, but like he had a very, a very unorthodox, unique way of like, applying God and spirituality and like some tenets of Christianity to like the, his, his battle rap. Yeah. So I was like, so what you need to do is like, you need to dismantle that stuff. And I noticed that the way dude would do it is he usually, he usually would start getting at that, like, like towards like either the, in the second round or if it went to the third round or like he would get on it later, not like initially out of the gate. Yeah. So I was like, so what you need to do is have some th- some stuff prepared for that, like, cause he's gonna come at you yes. with that. And Donnell did, and like, it was so it was so wild because the it the guy he couldn't even he felt deflated. He was like, fuck, he, and, he and took my he, he Donnell Papa docked him, like yeah. he got pa- dude got Papa docked, and like he didn't like know what to say. He's like, and like remember he was like saying like, oh fuck, like he was he was visibly and and audibly. F- flustered. Yeah, because it was like if it was a boxing match, every time he threw that punch, he was getting countered with a nasty hook. Yeah, and, and it's like, how like, does this guy know where I'm coming yeah. from? Yeah, exactly. Now my eye is shut. 
shit's fucked up. I don't have any more strategy. This right. Is my, so now that would yeah. be an example. That would be an example of 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 Whitlock knowing that you were gonna have Roland Martin there. That's yeah. that's an example of knowing. Yeah. But now, when I debated Alicia Swizz. I didn't know much about her and I yes. didn't know what talking point she was going to come. I just knew she was going to be speaking from the perspective of a radical feminist. That's yes. all I really knew. So because to me, what I'm going against is the archetype of a radical feminist. I don't know which specific radical feminist because when you know the, the specific person, you kind of know what things they're going to come at you with. Like, for instance, like if right now you told me hey, uh, next week we are scheduled to, to debate Bill Maher. Yeah. I know debating Bill Maher is going to be significantly different than like debating David Pakman. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? It's going to be two different things, even though they're both on the left. It's going to be the worlds apart. Yeah. So that's different. But if you tell me the subject of the debate is going to be this, well, I prepare for that subject. Yeah, like I imagine debating Bill Maher on woke culture. There's going to be a lot of agreement there. Uh, exactly. So now maybe you debating him would be like, well, your side is the one that... So now you got to focus on how we get there. Exactly. And then that you could maybe have an argument against them. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so so they let Whitlock know, well, it's going to be a panel about this. Yeah. So at that point, it doesn't really matter who you bring on the panel. Because number one, it's not a debate. It, it's not technically a debate. Even though at some point in the panel, we are going to debate. But I'm not debating this person specifically. Yeah. What I'm debating is the subject of the panel. And he knew the subject of the panel and I and I didn't rock with that. Like, dude, like so like you're doing what the leftists do. Like like you're dodging Roland Martin. Like I, you know, I get it. You may not like the guy, you may not want to rock with him, but I don't I never felt like in anything that Whitlock said and in anything that Bet David said that I feel like what value Tainman did was wrong. I no. didn't feel like they did anything wrong. No. And so, and to me, that that was cowardly to me. Like, don't don't handle yourself in that way because from where you come from, like, isn't his podcast like I'm like the fearless? You gotta be yeah, fearless. Yeah, and, and then, that's fearful. And then he like they uh, Patrick the bet David said that like when things didn't pan out and he left, he's he's he was saying that like they. Like he played the race card. He said, "Cause I'm yeah. black." Or, or he's like, "You know how much uh, Blaze pays me? Like, do you know how much?" So then Pat Bev was like, "Well, how much do they pay? My bad. I don't want to waste your time. I'll pay you whatever they pay you for the day." Yeah. And and oh no 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 no. I was like, "All right, cool. Well, I I think he tried his best, but I guess to me, my point in all this is like." That's what Twitter is. You never noticed Patrick back then. I mean, I, I, I fucks with it. I think it's, it's, it's low key kind of icy. But like, you ever notice Patrick Bet David? Like, he, he'll, he does that shit with like that Mitt Romney did when Mitt Romney was was running for president. He's like, I'll make you a ten thousand yeah. dollar right now. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it's like money is no object to him. Yeah. So like. It's funny because there he had David he had David Pakman on. Did you see the episode with David Pakman? P parts of it, not it, all. It, of it. it was pretty solid. Uh, David Pakman, like he's very smug. He's yeah, he's very smug. But when Pat Bev would press, 
Pac-Man didn't really know how. Uh, yeah, he was. She would pivot a lot. Yeah, and, and so there was there was uh, there was uh, uh, a point when they were talking where, about the Teslas. No, there no where where uh, he was he was telling he he was using empirical evidence of comparing Trump's campaign to to Biden's oh, campaign yeah. yep. and how Trump got all these people at his rallies and 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 Biden didn't get anybody yeah. and and very pretentiously David Pakman kept resorting to well where's the data on that where's the data and and Patrick but David's like dude you don't need data you could see with your eyes yeah. like the difference like yeah. what data do you need on that yeah that's you what Pat Bev was saying is that you like you could yeah see like stuff. where am I gonna pull data of of their rally numbers but you saw with your eyes yeah. and 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 that's the thing like. You and I, we does this. We talk about about stats. We talk about statistics. We talk about data because in order to like to dismantle certain arguments, you need it. But then there's certain uh, arguments and certain discussions and certain topics where, first off, there may not be data on it, and you don't need data if it's empirically evident that there's more people in this room than in that room. Yeah. Oh well. Where's the where's the chart that says how many? There is no chart, dude. But you could see there's two people in this yeah. room, and there's a hundred people in this room. Like there's no charts for that. But a lot of people that are smug, that's how they operate. Because he he tried to do that the smug shit when they came to Tesla. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, Pat Bev, you're like a a, a, a a Elon Musk fanboy, and he's like, I'm a fanboy. He's like, I'm a fan. Like I like the stuff that he's doing. I think he is like, but let me ask you a question, Pacman. Do you have Tesla stock? Did you ever buy into the Tesla stock? And there's like, yeah, yeah. At first I did. I never did. Right. I shorted it. Like, I would like, never. He's like, do you drive a Tesla? He's like, yeah. He's like, so you're more of a fanboy <laughs> than, than I am. Yeah, that like, was, I like that. I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, went hard because he's like, yeah. He's like, I like what he's doing for the for 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 free speech. I think he's a very necessary voice, and I'm a fan of his on that regard. But if we're talking fanboy. You're the fanboy, yeah, not me, <laughs> and it's it's true. Like that is fanboy behavior. Oh my god, Tesla! Oh my god, oh, I can't wait to fucking have my Starbucks with my Tesla, yeah, and fucking and get the stuff. I remember when you when you were even thinking or you had some of the stuff. You're like, nah, hell no, nah. I don't feel good about this. I, and you I, sold I, it. I, yeah, I I made money, and then when it was up, I yeah. sold it because before I, it went down, you sold yeah, that because, shit because because like basically with what like Patrick Bet David said, he was like. He's. I felt like it was like overvalued, and yes. that's exactly how I felt. I was like, when I would look at the price to earnings ratio, I was like, there is no way that this stock is this is properly valued. Yeah, I made money. I feel good, and it, and even after I sold it, it still went up some more before it came down. Yeah, but I was content. I made money, and I was good with that. Yeah. I I you know, and 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 that's how it goes. But uh, getting back to our, the our, the point I was making about Patrick Bet David. He, oh, and, and the part about the rallies, he was like, he's like, man, I'll give, I'll sign Joe Biden a check for $1 million right now if he could fill up an arena. And like, and it was just funny because it was like an unnecessary statement, but it was just him through like throwing his money around. Again. And it's the same thing with Jason Whitlock. Like, like yeah. I'll pay you whatever they pay you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, my man's, he does this. So. So I, I I have a hard time not respecting him because like what the fuck is there not to respect? He's a gentleman as he behaves like a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, he cavalier. seems like a very classy dude. Yeah, yeah, classy like like 
So if you have a problem with the way, you know, with, with the fact that you weren't ready. Right. Like, to that me, you were scared of Roland Martin. That's yeah. what it was. That's what to. it was. Yeah. And so, so like, that's the same thing with Twitter. It's like, well, you will say things that will might offend people, but are you making them think, though? Are you creating a discussion? That's the, the, that's the point. Yeah. And so that's what I, I feel like he likes it. That's what Pat Bev likes. Is like, well, I I just want. He he always says he's. Like, I like the banter. I like yeah. the banter. Like that's and, and that's you what know I the, want. the wildest thing at the end of the day is Patrick Bed David was able to hold his own against Roland Martin. Yeah. In and on a subject that he is not as well versed as Jason Whitlock. Yes. So Jason Whitlock really, at the end of the day, didn't even have anything to be afraid of because if Patrick Bed David was able to hold his own, you probably would have mopped the floor with Roland Martin. But like you, you just didn't want to. You were yeah. scared of whatever the case. So yeah, that that was like an interesting little saga. And no. then on on Jason Whitlock's channel, he was talking about it, and it yeah. was like a little back and forth. But but that's uh, that's just pretty wild. Hell yeah. yeah. But. How did we even get into that? Uh, Twitter. Oh yeah, because because you know it's. I feel like that particular podcast. That's like a whole unplanned ass segment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to redo the the intro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I that the the purpose of Twitter is basically like Valuetainment's podcast is like that is literally the you know it's the the banter that that well obviously Twitter's the idea. Which, which you know, they have the whatever the title is going to be, whatever they're going to talk about, and I feel like the comment section is like the banter yeah. that he has with his guests, like whether you agree, whether you disagree, whatever. Like, and it gets you know, it gets greasy. Like, like she gets wild. Like they, he had a uh, what's dude uh, Neil Anderson, uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, N- Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson. He had him there, and they were talking about the the Ronsky. Yeah, and and like. Pat Bell was like, nah, hell nah, I don't fuck with that shit. Like, this shit was, and the dude was real pro jab and real pro this. But it was good. It was good convo that that pushes, you know, because sometimes you could tell some people say certain things, but they don't have the backing or the un, or the common sense. What they're saying doesn't add yeah. up. You could tell Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, He's out of his depth with a lot of stuff. Like, okay, like you're, I think he's an astrophysicist. That's your realm. But like, yeah. dude, you, like your science is relegated to that because like you are out of your depth. Like with the, the shit that he was saying about the jab made him sound like, stupid. like really stupid, yeah. really, you know, and, and and it's just like, you're so out of your depth. Like, yeah. it's funny because he's hailed as this great mind and he is when it comes to like his field of expertise, yes. but dude, like you, you are not that bright when it comes to this other stuff. Yeah. But but it just goes to show how in depth shit gets. Because like, imagine like you're about to get heart surgery, and it's like, oh, who's doing it? Oh, a gynecologist from down the street. She, he said he's good. He, he'll take care of it. Like, right. What? Yeah. My, my heart's not a pussy. <laughs> what are you doing? But it's like. Because there's so much science behind it all. It's like there is this, there is uh, a urologist, and then uh, for, uh, for a urologist is the basic. 
there's like shit for kidneys. I forget what the fuck that's called. Shit for every body part. Yeah. So if you're a scientist, because a lot of people, a lot of scientists say, oh, well, I'm a scientist. I, well, yes, but, but scientist to what? what? Yeah. Like, it's like if you're saying you're a lawyer, like, like I, what? Lawyer for what, I motherfucker? I would listen to, to Tucker and Andrew Tate about the jab more than I would listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. I'll put it to you that way. My motherfucker's talking about stars and all types of wild shit as a damn. Neil, what you got to say about that? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's how it is. That's how it works. But uh, but yeah. So going into the segment, the uh, the the uh, first originally planned segment for the episode, <laughs> the the Flash movie, the trailer for it dropped. Now, last week we talked about the future of the DCU under James Gunn's watch. Uh. Overall, I would say our sentiment was was pretty excited. Yeah, it's like you know, like what you know, what could it be? We understood why out of all the things that were trashed, that were in, in either like in production or in some cases they were even already in post production. Out of all the things that were trashed from the DCEU, we understood why the Flash movie would be kept. Not so much because of the quality of it, because at the time we didn't, there was no trailer for it, but because essentially that was what's going to reset everything. Yes. But now we see, aside from just resetting everything, from at least from the trailer, it looks to be decent. Like it could be decent. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? You and I, like, we are pretty good movie critics. Actually, like, Aside from uh, aside from like the guys that I watch on YouTube, like of somebody that I know personally, you're probably like the the movie, uh, the person with the movie opinion that I respect the most, like of the people that yeah. I know personally. And you and I are always pretty much on the same page when it comes to a trailer. It'll be like, eh, I don't know how to feel about it because of this, or like remember yeah. remember I remember when the first trailer for the Batman came out. I was excited about it, but then I remember when the I think the second trailer came out, and I remember telling you like, "Ah, eh, there's some things about it that like I'm I'm." It made me worried about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And then we went, we saw the movie, and I ended up liking the movie a lot, but I felt like the the uh, the first installment of the Nolan series was better than than that movie. Yes. And it was because of some of the reasons that I that I saw in the trailer. There was yes. some of the things that I saw in the trailer that made me feel that made me feel a little bit off about it. So I say all of that to say that there is a, a certain skill that goes into like accurately perceiving and and deciphering what a trailer is and like what the movie has the potential to be. Yes. And I feel like this movie has some good potential. I do too. I also feel that we're very well rounded though, because I feel like we know where to segment movies. You know, like just like we know like all politics and movies and art and music, different realms, yeah. different ideology. Like we cannot right. we cannot decipher shit from one lens to another. Like not to perfection. And so, like, with the Batman, for example... You're saying we, we cannot? Like, well, 
we we should as yeah. as people you co- you should we should be yeah we should yeah. be able to compartmentalize yeah absolutely we know how to do that we're able to be like in this section and then we'll go, all right cool let's close that door let's go into the archie section this is where what we have to work with so we understand the craft whether it's it be politics whether it be society whether it be music whether it be movies whether it be sports just in general we're very well rounded in that regard because like for example the batman i could see the batman being a better movie than this movie than the flash movie depending on the type of movies you like yeah because the batman is more grounded yeah so so it's like well i get it but from what the, I saw with this trailer, though, this was like the, a, a fun summer, yes. fun summer Hollywood blockbuster. Yes. Now, what I would liken it to as a fun blockbuster, like this is going to be like the shit that people are going to talk about in the summer is this is this has the potential to be DC's No Way Home. Yeah. Like No Way Home was just everything as a Spider-Man fan. That you would ever want to happen in a Spider-Man movie and done to perfection, which is interesting. You you said that because yeah. it that goes to further enforce the point that I made about me respecting you as as a movie critic because yeah. the drinker he did a video earlier that said it. The, I think it's titled "The Flash." DC's No Way Home question mark. Oh then, shit. Yeah, so like like So he, he thinks that he, he's looking at it in the same lens, except he's not as optimistic about it as we are. He's yeah. he's a lot more skeptical about it because and like I, I like I was telling you in uh in pre-production, he doesn't he seems to have like a little bit of a personal bias against Ezra Miller. Yeah. And maybe that's again like not compartmentalizing, but also not just that he did mention how like he didn't he he finds he doesn't like the character Barry Allen like he finds yeah. him insufferable. I don't see it like that. Like I see Barry Allen as like a little quirky, a little corny. I would even venture to say a little annoying, but like like a charming annoying. Like like it's like yeah. like a little brother type of annoying. Like it's like big caveat though. And we come to this conclusion because of uh, the Snyder Cut Justice League. Right. Because if you're going off of the just uh, Josh Whedon's Justice League, then I think the Critical Drinker does have a point. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I'm... Which you could tell in this movie. In my mind, the the, the Joss Whedon, the Justice League, as they call it, in my mind, like... That should never happen. Yeah, like that shit... They like, need to make that's a, why the Flash is doing everything he's doing in the trailer to like make that so that should never happen. If Men in Black 4's premise is to undo what people saw with the Josh Whedon Justice League, I'd be in. Right. I'd be in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, before, I'm yeah. speaking from the perspective of the Snyder Cut. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that you're right. I, I think that that's not an insufferable character at all. It's a character that, yes, like you said, quirky, but a lot of heart. A lot of heart and like really the hero of the movie, the, yes. the story. He saved the day. This is with me. Not thinking, even Superman saved the day. Nope. And, and this is with me thinking that Ezra Miller, like as a person, is kind of weird. But very I don't weird. care. Very about weird. That shit. I think the Marvel is a, a straight wacko. Yeah. But I don't give he's a fuck. A, he's 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 good at that role. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, I think. But you know what? The stakes are bigger, don't you think? Like for No Way Home, 
it was just a Spider-Man movie. But for 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 the Flash, it's more than a Spider-Man movie. Well, it it is and it isn't because, like, for instance, with No Way Home, see, with this movie, you're getting a lot. You're there. What's left as far as a surprise is the plot. Like we don't know what's gonna happen. But in No Way Home, you we went into it not really knowing like were these other Spider Men in there? Like there's rumors, but we don't really know. So you yeah. get what I'm so like the stakes are kinda high with that because the 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 studio is banking on people coming in just off of what they're seeing in the trailers and the interest yeah. that's been generated. But like I respect the studio a lot, which it was Sony that that produced the movie. I respected Sony a lot for holding Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield close to the chest. Yeah. Because they really, as a studio on some, like, trying to make money and market, they really could have just been like, oh, all three Spider-Men are in this movie. But, like, the service that did to the fans. Yes. That, like, yeah, we're holding it to the chest. We're not, like... When we're, well, we saw Spider-Man. Yeah, so. I was like, oh! Like, that shit was... You know what I'm saying? So The whole fucking theater. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Shit, it was Andrew Garfield first. Yeah, and so... I was like, oh, my God. So, so I was like, like, you got to respect that, but that's kind of high stakes because, like, you paid all this money to make the movie, and then it's like... What if and what if Tom Holland and like the the villains weren't enough? Because they did show Doc Ock and the Green Goblin in the in the trailer. Yeah. But what if that wasn't enough to draw in the crowd? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, That's if that crazy. wasn't enough to draw in the crowd, by the second week, people would have known because motherfuckers would have been, oh, you got to see it, whatever the case. <laughs> but, but with this, it's like we heard rumors that Affleck and Michael Keaton were in it. Yeah. But like. And they were in the build cast, like they were, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that was the other thing with No Way Home. With No Way Home, Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield, they weren't in the build cast. Like when you looked on IMDb, nope. they weren't on there. So it's just they like. They had just seen them like in the area of where it was being filmed, but never was there any footage yeah. of them or any, anything like that. Yeah. And then, and then whatever footage there might have been, they're like, well, they couldn't confirm if it was from like the old movies or these movies. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so it, it's uh, that's different. That's different. And and you know what's funny is I was watching uh because we're talking about like you know studios keeping things close to the chest. I was watching this little documentary about The Dark Knight Rises the other day. Yeah. And. You know what Christopher Nolan did to conceal the death of Batman in the movie. So, like, so, you know, remember in the movie, like, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises, which came out years ago, but yeah. whatever. So, you know how the scene where they're they're outside of Wayne Manor, Lucius Fox, Alfred, um, uh, Joseph Gordon, Levette's character, and Gordon... They're all outside the Wayne Manor, and they're by Bruce Wayne's grave. Yeah. And the headstone says Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So in that scene, what people don't know, I was like, damn, Nolan is a genius. Christian Bale is in that scene, and the headstone really says Miranda Tate. So what he did was, for like the paparazzi or the people that be taking like the shots, he put it, he has, Christian Bale is, is digitally removed from that scene. So if people see oh. people in real life take a picture, they're like, oh, well, Miranda Tate is dead. 
and Christian Bale, like they're all attending the funeral. Yeah. But then what he did is on the headstone, they digitally put Bruce Wayne's name and then they digitally removed Christian Bale. So like people could That's not put ever put two and two together. Wild as fuck. Yeah, to conceal <laughs> Batman's death in that movie. Damn, I didn't know that shit. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, damn, that dude is smart. That's like a good way to do it, you know? Oh yeah. My man, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was such a big movie though. You have to do shit because like people that. take pictures. Everybody yeah. has phones. You have to take, you know, the precautions. Everyone's excited. I remember when they filmed the uh, the Dark Knight. Like we we knew certain things. Yeah, we knew how the 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 the. The not the Batmobile, the the bike, yeah. the bat bike looked. We knew that already. Yeah. Oh damn, that's the just truck. So... Remember the truck? All yeah, that like stuff. the the, medi- the, the, uh, the Joker truck. Medicine yeah. is the best. Uh, laughter is the best la- medicine. Laughter is the best medicine. We're like, damn. And then we were there in the area, and I remember, I remember what they told us, and like later on, that was like a little trivia fact. We're like, what movie are they filming? Like, oh, Rory's First Kiss. Yeah. And like, if you actually looked at trivia, like that was actually Christopher Nolan's daughter. Yeah. So that was like the code name for 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 Batman. They didn't even want people to know it was Batman. I mean, yeah. even though clearly the Bat bike yeah. is there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was LaSalle, so you know what that means. That they fucking, we were probably there when they filmed that that iconic scene where he's like, hit me. Yeah. Hit me. We didn't see it. Yeah. Thank God. But that shit was wild. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, so it's like, you know, with uh, No Way, going back to the point you made about No Way Home, it's like the, I feel like the stakes were higher with that because it's just like, you're not revealing much as a studio with this. It's like, you're giving, you're giving a lot in the trailer. That's what makes the trailer kind of great is because it's just like, damn, we know Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be there. You know, the original live-action Batman. Well, aside from Adam West, you know, the original yeah. motion picture live-action Batman. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, damn. Uh, you know, and then you have two Flashes, you have Zod, like, you have all of this stuff. And... But it's DC. That's where it's like, damn. Yeah. If you're resetting DC and this is what you have. Yeah. Damn. This, this is, is wild. This is even though like James Gunn didn't have a lot to do with the production of this. This is, I feel like a good movie to be the first movie under his watch. Yes. It's like he has to feel good about that. And really what they could do now, because like the production is over with. Right. Yeah. But I wonder, because I can't imagine that he didn't, and I guess time will reveal if I'm right about this or not, but if I'm the head of DC now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put something like a post-credit scene or something that's going to like be somewhat revelatory to like what's to come. Yes. You know, even if it's the DCU logo or something. Yeah. Something like... like, there's going to be something at the end of this movie, maybe not in the actual feature because, you know, that's somebody's work. But in the post credits or something, there has to be something that leads to like what's to come. Yeah. You know, so that that part is exciting, too. You know, that's going to be epic as fuck. But yeah, like. And then and then it does have the James Gunn. Love in it like the the love of comic books like yeah. when you see michael keaton's batman 
And then the, the the original theme song plays with that little piano. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and then he, and then you see him getting down because yeah. he like back then they didn't have the CGI that they have yeah. now, so it doesn't it didn't look as cool. Like it looked cool when we were little, but like obviously now with everything, all these action movies, they just look so much cooler. You know? Yeah. I just hope they don't overdo it with CGI. Yeah. Like you know, obviously I know Michael Keaton's older, but like, I hope there is like some pragmatism to to how it all goes and not just like all cgi but you know obviously we'll see yeah yeah but but i'm i'm definitely excited like i felt i felt good that that's the movie that they were gonna reboot with but now seeing the trailer i'm like man this is this is gonna be icy and how wild is it how wild is it that like Ben Affleck is the more current Batman but like everybody is hyped in the tra- about the trailer because of the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's like crazy. But then too he's not going to be Batman anymore, right? Ben so, Affleck. Yeah. No. So it's kind of crazy cuz I want to know what happens with the story of Batman like where will where does it end for him? Where yeah, where does it end? Like is it that he stays in that in that yeah, uh, that that's that's a that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So so it'll be it'll be kind of crazy because I would assume if if they're gonna go with the Batman movie after this one, you you're gonna have to have some Easter eggs on what's what's to come when it comes to that. Yeah. Like who who might maybe the end credit is who the next Batman is. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, oh, you're going to pass out when you see that shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I feel like it would be too early to, like, reveal the next Batman, but, like, yeah. they could definitely give, like, some sort of reference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be wild. But, yeah, overall, like, it, it's that's, that's definitely a movie that I'm, because of the trailer, like, a lot more excited about. Yeah. It seems like this year is developing to be a pretty decent one with movies. Yeah. Like like better than what we've had in a while. We have that. Well, we have we we've talked about a few. Well, not on the show. The the other trailer yeah. I sent you, Air which is directed by Ben Affleck yeah. that which Oh, is that's going to be a movie? Yeah. I thought that shit was going to be like a a show. No, that's a movie. I think it, it, it's it, it's Affiliated with Amazon, oh, maybe yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's a movie. Cause I thought that shit was gonna be a show, and for Amazon to have that as a show, I was like, damn, they yeah. really no, no, it's a movie like that. That's you could I, I'm sure it's a movie because it says directed by Ben Affleck and yeah. two. All the like you got Jason Bateman, you got Matt Damon, yeah. Ben Affleck, like. You're not going to get all those guys for a whole season. Like, you just yeah, can't. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. I guess because I thought it was... But even as a film, though, as a, as a Amazon original, that's... Yeah, that'll be big. Like, yeah. that could be that could be big. And then it's about it's about the beginning of Air Jordan. You yeah. know, that's... <laughs> I like the crazy. end of the trailer where he's like... Uh, he's like, you have a name for it? He's like, Air Jordan. He's like... I don't like it. And he's like, hey, I maybe I need I need more time with it. <laughs> and it's funny because like that name is like so world famous. Hell yeah! To think that originally the motherfucker didn't like it. Hell yeah! That's just crazy as fuck. Yeah, real interesting. So, moving on to the next segment, um, I said previously in the episode earlier that we're gonna bring up sketch comedy because. There's a sketch I seen on the Coach Greg Adams YouTube channel that he played. It's from TikTok. 
and when I showed it to you, I was like, this is such a funny, simple sketch. And first off, I can't believe that we didn't think about it. <laughs> it instantly made me want to do sketch comedy again because we we would do our sketch comedy was in the same style and fashion as that like yeah. very it w- we did things that were very divisive like it was like you're either it was like you were either going to love it or you were going to hate it yeah but the one thing it was going to definitely get you thinking thinking and, and it was going to make you feel yeah. strongly absolutely and so i'm going to actually play the sketch um <laughs> You know, so people can, you're obviously like, they'll hear it. They're not going to see it. And it's at 320. All right. So let me get this loaded up. This is definitely not the type of Valentine's Day <laughs> message that <laughs> some people would want. But This, this show is sponsored by Cupid. I just want to let everyone know that. We killed Cupid just so people know. <laughs> Here it goes. Do you have tons of free time? Do you have loads of extra money lying around? Do you struggle to drive without being micromanaged? Introducing having a girlfriend. Having a girlfriend is the number one way to ensure all of your extra energy is used up. With this exclusive offer, you get to be responsible for the happiness of two people instead of just one. Why pursue your dreams when you can pour all your time into low ROI activities, including going out on dates, taking expensive vacations, and spending countless hours on emotional support. When I was single, I had a lot of freedom and was always happy. But now that I have a girlfriend, I have somebody who constantly wants to know what I'm thinking about. Now I finally hate my life. Come on, babe, let's go shopping. Right away, dear. Admit it. Life is boring without frequent childlike emotional breakdowns. Spice it up by getting a girlfriend today. <laughs> now, I'm so mad we didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I instantly thought of Fabo Funny. I instantly thought about, damn, how did we not think about that? But I also did think about the... the we were in the, love. Huh? We were in love at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but, but no, nah, actually quite the opposite. Because what I was thinking about is like how we've always... We've always spoofed Valentine's Day. Yeah. If you think about it, like we've, it, like even we did a sketch where we killed Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> we did. And 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 you, I start to like go down the the psychology rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, why do you think that I, is? I think because we're realists. So this is the thing. I mean, any holiday. Um. Because, you know, the people are going to look at at, at, at uh, people that spoof shit like that. Oh, they're negative Nancys. Oh, these motherfuckers are miserable. It's not that. It's that a lot of people put so much time and energy on shit that ultimately does not matter. Like, are you a good boyfriend or are you a good girlfriend? That doesn't, that, that's not, that's not something that is decided by your Valentine's Day. Right. That's something that's decided by like the everyday stuff that's something that's decided by like the communication the the work you put in like like the like the shit that matters like the shit that's way uh, like below the surface level shit and so like no christmas 
no uh, New Year's can can give you the friends and family right. that, that you want. It's like because that's not necessarily real. That's just one day. Yeah, like I I think what it is is that we've always and 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 the comedy when we did it, it was we were anti programming. Exactly. Yep. It's like it's like and, and even in the sketch, if you remember the way we wrote it, it was like so essentially Donnell and and Big Baby's characters wanted to save my character yes now my character for the mo at the beginning of the sketch was off screen because they were like oh he's in love and uh because they were like where is he he's like he's all in love and then they're like oh man this love shit got dude all fucked up or whatever we got to get our friend back we got to get our friend back right we miss our friend and uh they're talking about it as they're walking they're walking Which, out. In a lot of aspects, we kind of predicted the future with, <laughs> <laughs> with some people, right? Some yeah, of yeah. Our friends, but uh, we got to kill Cupid now. <laughs> but but uh, but they were like they were like yeah this this uh, Valentine shit got people all fucked up and then that's when like Eric's character and his girl were walking yes. and like they're all like in love or whatever yeah and then introduce dog food which was played by me and he's like he lets them know he's like he he's eavesdropping on their conversation he's like yeah. i know a way you could get your friend back yeah. you got to kill cupid and then they they disregard him like as a wino like oh this is fucking crazy ass guy little little add-on to yeah. all this story is like we had been doing this for such a such a while that eric uh one of our guys at Fabo funny at the time and now like he's doing his thing uh, which is kind of badass. I saw him the other day. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, like I was walking. Uh, Coincidentally. Yeah, he's like Rick. Oh shit! Like I, he, we shook up. I was like, he's like man. Like you could tell he was so happy to see yeah. me. He's like man. Oh man, you don't. You have no idea how this makes me feel, bro. Like man, remember uh, when we did this? When we did that? I was like, I know, man. And now like you literally run your shit. Like yeah. you're like I just want to let you know. That like me and 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 K Cartoon were like proud of you and like we're just rooting for you and he's like man that means a lot this is and that yeah. so it felt nice but I say that say this that when he first started editing like when we all started editing like we all like knew the basics and then like he just took off yeah and so at that time we felt so good about this he had a knack for it yes like we we were like what what story oh we got to go back in time he's like i can do the time machine yeah i can do the and then like you have to do some special effects with he was it. At, he was ha he was excited for the challenge of it yes yeah. so yeah so that that was like the little story that's why we even thought that it would even be a thing for us to be able to go back in time and find a time machine. Yeah, it, it was it was reliant. That sketch was reliant on being able to do that effect. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and because we basically like in, you know, then that's the way we would write. And we were very grounded when we wrote. We we're like, all right, what's possible? What's doable? Or not so much if it's possible, if it's doable, but like, can we do it in a reasonable time frame as well? Because yep. you have to consider all of that, especially when you're dealing with a bunch of people's schedules and everything like that. So it's possible, it's doable, and it, we can do it in a reasonable time frame. And, you know, so my character, he's like, yeah, you, I know where you could get your friend back. You got to kill Cupid. And then they were like, yeah, even if we believe you, like, how would we kill Cupid? And it's like, well, you got to go back in time. And and, yeah. and then what's funny is what, what the genius of, of how we wrote that scene and the comedy in it. And I think it goes over a lot of people's heads, this particular part. But like people that are, like have a knack for comedy or, and like and writing, like they always like laugh at that shit because 
my character is saying this outlandish ass shit, right? Like, yes. so you the only way to get your friend back is you got to kill Cupid. And the only way to kill Cupid is that we you got to go in a time machine. So, like, some outlandish stuff. But then when they ask, but then when they ask why, and then then it's such a, it's such like so grounded and pragmatic. The answer yeah. I give it's like because I don't know where he's at. Yeah. So so it's like like I just went from saying oh well we got to kill Cupid and go in a time machine, but it's the the reason why we got to do all that crazy stuff yeah. is for something as simple as because I don't know where dude is at yeah. <laughs> now, but I know we know where he was at back then. <laughs> And 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 so hence the adventure begins, but the whole thing again, it's about killing Cupid, and then you go back, and then they meet Al Capone. Like like who thinks of that type? Of we shit? had Ernie shave <laughs> so he could look like. A, and he did a great job yeah, as Al Capone. Yes, like she was amazing. We oh man, that was. That and it was, was so funny fun. because if you think about like if you ever watch a South Park episode. In that sketch, that we went on an adventure the same way the boys do in South Park, or the same yes. way the guys do in King of the Hill. Yes. It's like they go, they have a goal, and it ends up being an adventure, and they meet friends along the way, yeah. and like there's like these crazy things, and like, and then ultimately, for the end reasoning and the goal to be something very simple, like oh well, we wanted our friend back or something like that, yeah. you know. And I got my fixing too because I always, as a little kid, was like, man, those Sergio Leone movies. And so when we had that symmetrical scene where they kill Cupid, I yeah. was like, this is Western shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do it. Yeah. We got to do it. It's black and white. Like, this is the only and chance. The, and, and at the time, the dedication, because it was like below zero outside, oh, it was so cold. We were freezing. I remember there was that one scene where you're like, uh, you're dancing as dog food and you threw alcohol on your on your on your eye. Yeah, the champagne. You, yeah, the champagne by accident, and like you just kept acting it out, yeah. like <laughs> just fucking. I was that was so fun. The hotel room when yeah. we went to the hotel. Yeah, they probably thought we were gonna like make the wildest porno. Yeah, because we were all in costumes. <laughs> Wait, can we get a room? How many? Like, oh no, we're all just gonna be in the same room. All right, cool. <laughs> and then you like you got moments dressed in mob costumes, a homeless guy. And then we had the girl that was dressed like the old whore, like the, the old school whore. <laughs> they were like, like what the hell is going? These motherfuckers gonna be fucking all night. <laughs> <laughs> poor girl. <laughs> yeah, poor girl. Yeah, and, and little did they know we're fucking doing the whole comedy sketch. Yeah, it was crazy. But I I just found it interesting uh, and worth talking about because it's Valentine's Day. That one that was a Valentine's Day themed sketch, and then I saw that sketch that Coach Greg Adams posted before his video started, and they're both kind of spoofs of like relationships yes. or valentine's day or love or whatever the case and sobering spoofs sobering spoofs exactly and it's just interesting because we've always like looked at it like that the best comedy is a comedy that makes you feel uncomfortable because yeah. there's truth in it and i think that that's it says something about that like it makes you think you know like i remember watching eddie murphy when I was a young kid and, and watching that shit and then seeing how uncomfortable some of the people in the crowd were, like, dang, he just said that shit. Yeah. But it's like, it, it makes you think. It makes you think like, man, 
imagine a person who's like miserable and they watch that shit they're in a, they're they're like in a in a relationship and they're not happy and they and, and that's like the most sobering shit they've seen you know it's what's wild is like something like that that somebody that's in a miserable relationship they would probably wish they had friends that were willing to travel through time to save them from their relationship yeah. you know what i'm saying and and that and that's kind of like and we know where that time machine's at in the city yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does email us right. right but like but what's funny is what's funny is like it like basically at the end that was like what the the sketch ultimately being being was about it was like going like on a noble journey and like meeting friends along the way, because like along the way they met dog food, they met Al Capone, Al Capone's guys, yeah. and then they even ended up advising Al Capone at the end, and then it, about his taxes, and then it rewrote it rewrote the future. The Capone family was in politics yeah. instead. <laughs> so like we were doing multiverse shit before the yeah, hell yeah, before any multiverse from Marvel yeah. DC. Y'all motherfuckers got us fucked up out here. <laughs> They should have gave us a job at one of those studios. We would have done some wild shit. No, that was that for a sketch. That was a very well written sketch. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I, and I think it had like that comedy outlandishness. Definitely. Like, like, there's something about comedy movies that you could get away with stuff. Like I was watching Click the other day. Um, also, the day uh, I think you had called me to to, to you had told me about uh, hang out hanging out with Habibs or whatever. Yeah. Um, why you guys didn't end up calling? So I don't know if you guys ended up going, but I was like, "Fuck it," I was chilling, and then uh, and then uh, Core had called me. He's like, "Hey man, I know you had that Super Nintendo, like that little mini Super Nintendo." And uh, when we were little, like in kindergarten, he passed that in, at, at, at like my house where my parents live. So he's like, "Hey, fuck it, just bring it. Like we'll get some wings, fucking watch watch like some uh, some sports game, and then we'll we'll play that." And and. Uh, Bro, we ended up playing like M- NBA Jam and oh, all that badass. shit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that shit was that, that that shit was badass. It was well, it was NBA Jam. Well, I I hacked it. Well, I had someone hack it. Where yeah. I had all the games yeah. NBA Jam and and fucking uh, the Power well the Power Rangers game. I don't know if you ever played the Lion King one. Yeah, yeah, like all that shit. The Lion King one's hard. I remember it being hard. Yeah, I don't know if you ever played the Aladdin one too. That shit was badass. Yeah. The Lion King and the Aladdin one. But shit, what were you talking about before that? Shit, because I was going to make a point about the fucking, uh, the little, the NES. Yeah, well, no, I was just saying, uh, what did I say? Well, how we wrote it and the, yeah, the way that it was written. Shit, I don't fucking remember. It was it had something to do with the NES. Fuck, God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, shit. That shit was great. Yeah. At least that's a little story <laughs> that we played the NES. Despite unrelated, uh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna remember as soon as like we start talking yeah, about so something I'm else. I'm trying to think. So yeah, I was talking about the way that was written. Like they went on a on a noble journey. They met friends along the way. Then we were the original multiverse. Yes. Uh, and it was then- linked. I know it. I just I just can't remember because you know where I fucked up is like t- talking about the 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 Power Ranger game yeah because he's been sending me all these memes with the Green Ranger uh, like that shit's been so I was like man fuck it let's 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 play that shit yeah but yeah that's that's where I was like we were the original multiverse and then I don't really remember what, yeah you said something that it it, it linked it uh, I'm gonna remember like ten minutes from now when we're talking about another topic but yeah but that yeah. shit. 
but yeah but uh but yeah it's just interesting like we've always we've always spoofed stuff or like or like you know we we spoof stuff that like also that people would like would take serious like things that would take serious like <laughs> uh, uh uh race when yeah. it came to getting a white girlfriend yeah. remember get yourself out what was it Get yourself a white woman. Like get cre- yourself a white woman. You can't get uh, your can't credit get a loan low? at the bank. Yeah. <laughs> um, rent a white woman. Rent yeah, rent a, a white yeah. woman. Um, <laughs> the fucking. Let's see which one else did we did we do that? With? I could oh, stdsingles.com. Yeah, like bro. I could only imagine the things that like in like the crazy world we live in now, like the things that we would have been writing and yeah. coming up with. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Now that you're talking, so comedy, the way like like the way they spoof shit and and like just the way they uh, it's outlandish. We're watching Click. Oh, okay. And fucking and like some of the shit in Adam Sandler movies. The only reason it's amazing is because that shit has so much heart. Yeah. Because like some of it is so ridiculous. Like it was. He was going into the future, but the future wouldn't be that far away. But like the hospital that he was in was like super high tech, super like futuristic. I was like, that shit reminded me a lot of like our sketches, like some of the shit that we would do, like even for like the the Killing Cupid. It was like these motherfuckers went through a time machine in a garbage. Like this is some Adam Sandler shit. Yeah. But this is what makes Adam Sandler movies great. Yeah. Like the story's badass, but it's like the stupid shit that makes you laugh. Yeah. It's kind of goofy. Kind of like a, a good version of Half Baked almost. Yeah. Like that. That So um, we so we were playing. That's all, that's all I was saying. We were playing the video games. We played for a little bit, but then we got tired of it. And then we started watching Click. It was just playing on TV. So we're like, Damn. And we're like, holy fuck, man. Fucking Adam Sandler. Like, just yeah. the shit. And we're laughing at, like, the dumb shit. Like, yeah. Like, the... Like, just the, the outland... Like, when the, when they're at the at the fucking uh, architect's meeting... Uh-huh. With the, with the Chinese dudes. And then he, like, puts the volume up. And they're like, yeah, these motherfuckers... Like, they, he, put, he puts it on translate. Uh-huh. And then these motherfuckers, like, what type of fucking floor plans is these? We're trying to make money. And plus, like, what the fuck type of restaurant is this? We want some high class shit, like TGI Fridays. <laughs> like, so, so, like, that shit just reminded me of like sketches, like yeah. the shit that we would do, and and uh, it's badass because he came from SNL, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and so a lot, a lot of times, like a lot of those guys ended up making movies, and it's like it's literally like a big sketch. And a lot of times, they 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 do better, like when they when they're like, have you ever seen uh, the Lonely Island? Uh, the, uh, yeah, Lonely Island, the the pop star movie. Never. No, I heard it was actually pretty funny. It was um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very good. It's a very good movie. Like I'm surprised you haven't seen that. Like that, and like. You're gonna get the same feeling that you got from from Click, where it's like guys that came from SNL and like Just, and like the funny stuff they do. It, I would say their their level of humor is a little more sophisticated than Adam Sandler's. No, but it's still it's it, it, it's uh it's still very good. It's still very grounded and uh and it it's like you know that gives you the feeling of like what it's like with like when friends make comedy together yeah. yeah you know another one that that went under the radar i thought was pretty funny and pretty cool and it spoofed like the walk the line was the dewey cox story 
Oh yeah, yeah. That shit was hilarious to me. Yeah. Like, it was so stupid, but hilarious. And it was like it was spoofing it. Yeah. I was like, damn. Or or imagine making like, or being on set. For fucking Tropic Thunder. Oh my god. That shit. That shit would never be made now. No. But like all those comedies, they had a lot of humor that we grew up on. Hence why we would just like. I, I really had no whole bar. Because the other day I was actually. Because you know how we always say when was the last like classic comedy movie to come out? So the other day I actually started like doing some research on that. And dude, it's been a long time since like a really great comedy movie has been released. I would bet my money what role models? I don't know. Like I, I was going back so far and like I didn't find anything, but like it was definitely around that time frame. Yeah, cause cause uh role models is like in today's woke culture, that's it's too much. Yeah, that's crazy. Like if you watch that movie from the lens of like are these motherfuckers getting canceled for any of these jokes? Yes. You cannot make a role models today. Yeah. Role models wasn't even the craziest shit. No. When not it came at to all. comedy. Nothing fucking raunchy. Not, yeah, well, yeah, it had some raunchiness to it, but like nothing wild. Yeah. So th- that's sad. That's why there's really no good comedy movies anymore. That's what, like, I feel somewhat compelled to try to watch You People with Jonah Hill and, and, and Eddie Murphy on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Because, so I've heard a lot of bad things from critics, right? Yeah. But I've also heard bad things from critics that I respect. And so it's like hearing, seeing what the critics are saying about it, I'm like, well, maybe I should feel good about the movie because a lot of these critics are so politicized yeah. that maybe them not liking it, it should make me want to see the movie. But then when I see the critics that I rock with yeah. not like it, it makes me hesitant. And it's like, you feel like a movie like that has potential, especially like kind of dealing with race and stuff. And then, so I remember I put it on Netflix and I like the first two minutes played and I couldn't get through it. It was like, they're like, like Jonah Hill's character has a podcast with his friend and like the stuff that they talked about. It's just like so stupid. I couldn't get through it. And it's just like, it's like, I, 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 I want this movie to be good because it's like Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, but then it's everything about it screams that it's not good. So I don't know. And it's just Damn. like, I don't, and that's, that's where comedy is now, you know? Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's sad. That's sad. Cause, they killed comedy. Yeah. The woke culture, the outrage culture killed comedy. It hasn't killed stand-up comedy. But when it comes to a good comedy movie, you know, I guess we're going to have to make comedy great again. You, you know. Fabo uh, Funny coming soon. <laughs> Fabo you know, Funny Studios. You know Chris Rock, he has a, a stand-up coming out soon. Yeah. In March. Yep. Yeah. I. You know he's going to get at Will Smith. Oh, hell yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Actually, if we have, if we start to follow funny shit, we do it on some simple shit. Rumble. Can't get canceled from Rumble. Yeah. Start doing clips and then do the ads on YouTube. That, that would be how to do it. Yeah, yeah. That would be how to do it. Because, I mean, it, when we were doing follow funny, we actually had a sketch pulled. Yeah. From, no, no warning or anything. Yeah. 
And then we could just ha make an ad on YouTube that says like, well, we were going to start our YouTube channel with comedy. Comedy's dead. So just check out our Rumble where we won't get canceled because we're wild or yeah. some shit. And then just have like a little snippet of some wild shit, but not enough to get us canceled. And then yeah. go to Rumble. Yeah, that's, there's so much, so much that. Yeah. Our days are counted for Hanging With Apes. We got 10 more episodes left, and we're going to just <laughs> focus all our comedy. energy on Bible <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Imagine. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if... You're listening to us on Apple or Spotify. Give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.